Team Talk on 101.7 The Team. Whoa, what a day. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Sam Hauser. It's Team Talk. We're here till 7 o'clock tonight. So we're here till 7. After that, we go to the Crypto.com Arena in L.A. Nuggets play the Clippers. They were just there. Nuggets won that game. We'll see if they can do it again tonight. Well, I said, whoa, Sam, because it all became official uh, at some point late last night or whatever, yesterday afternoon. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Uh, the University of New Mexico has a new football coach. And I I just got to say, you know, bravo on the decision. I, yeah, I think he's, it was an, an excellent, excellent choice. And can't wait uh, for him to be on the sidelines for the Lobos in the coming years, Sam. Yeah, new coach and an old coach. It wasn't the one that we thought might be the new coach slash old coach, but still somebody who's been on the sidelines for many years under Rocky Long, Bronco Mendenhall, coming back to UNM. It's a five-year deal. He'll get officially introduced tomorrow. Just saying there's a men's basketball game going on at the pit tonight, so if you were looking for a little extra incentive to maybe go tonight, I'm not reporting anything, but... What are you hearing, dude? I mean, if... if let, let's put it this way. I would be surprised if Bronco wasn't somewhere at the game okay. tonight. Even if he's among the crowd, I would be surprised right. if he at least wasn't there. But r- r- officially, he will be introduced tomorrow morning as the new head coach at, at UNM. At a time and place? Uh, tomorrow, 10, 10 a.m. at the pit. At the pit. Okay, 10 a.m. at the pit. Don't right. know if it's open to everybody, but we'll be all over it. We'll have, obviously, all the audio tomorrow, but he'll be introduced tomorrow morning at the pit. And, yeah, I, I mean, I'm totally with you on this one. I think he checks all of the boxes that UNM needs as far as the emotional tie-in, getting people back to a better time in Lobos football, Somebody who is, by his own word, eager to get back into coaching. When he left Virginia in 2021, he wasn't done coaching. He just was done coaching at the University of Virginia. So this was always going to be about somebody who understands uniquely what it takes to recruit and coach at UNM. And few people understand that better than Bronco Mendenhall. You're absolutely right. You're like, few people would have an understanding like as much as Bronco Mendenhall. And that means a lot. Like that whole facility and is, it's been a a while. It's been a minute. Uh, Let's just put it that way. But at the same time, like he put in many hours in that building, uh, many hours on the practice field, the games, the whatnots, and really, you know, catapulted his career out of, um, out of New Mexico. He was an associate head coach to coach long, uh, he went on to become a coordinator at BYU, which was that very good job. Um, it still is, but man, that's when they were coming out of the whole Lavelle Edwards era. He uh, worked. That at, was BYU, BYU. That was BYU, BYU. Well, it's like um, the, his years with Gary Crowder were not like at the, the greatest, but they had so many years of built in like greatness that they could have a here or there slip up. And then um, to his credit, um, Bronco goes into the head coaching job at BYU in uh, 2005. He's there through 2015 and has a 99 and 43 record. And uh, he's 39 and nine 
in Mountain West games. They were part of the Mountain West for about five of these years, and then they were independent the rest. But uh, anyway, man, you just can go on and on. And um, yeah, I I I commend the the decision, no doubt about it. There, Sam, good job, Eddie Nunez and David Williams. Yeah, we know this one was extensive, and we know you know guys like Matt Wells, he'll land on his feet somewhere else. But we're still in this time now where you need somebody and who, maybe a few others. You a know, few I others, mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I'm sure there were a few others. But go ahead, yes, but, but yeah, you need somebody who's going to be able to block everything out. You're coming in to a tough situation there's grumbling there's uneasiness there's this disconnect and you got to get in somebody who at least understands the culture of UNM football Broncos certainly does that and you also needed somebody who's got that kind of attached to him like when when you become known as somebody who is a program builder a program fixer-upper which he's got that attached to him now from BYU and Virginia that's going to do you a lot of good. I mean, he really does check just about every box that you would have needed for a football coach. And it doesn't hurt the na- to have the name Bronco Mendenhall. It's a great football name. Okay, come on. I mean, uh, I'm sure they'll be marketing like that right away if they're smart uh, to capitalize on the familiarity of the community to Bronco Mendenhall. Not sure what kind of increment we'll see, but definitely... Uh, incremental for sure, one way or the other. Get some billboards up in Colorado, <laughs> up in the up in the Denver metro, somewhere in the, you know, maybe a little bit south of Denver. Get some billboards up there. Bronco, you know. Well, actually, I can't say that. That one's <laughs> copyrighted by a certain Boise writer. But you get what I'm saying. I I get it. I see where you're going there. So you found some audio, which I think like could could not there could not be a better time to play the audio. Um, we know that. Bronco Mendenhall is now the head football coach at New Mexico. It's a five-year deal. We don't know any of the details. But here is some audio uh, from uh, Bronco. Uh, you set it up a year ago. He's just talking. You know, he's he, So just so people know, his last year was uh, in 2021 with Virginia. So uh, since then, he has been, I, I think, living in Montana. I'll check my notes, whatever. But this was like a year ago. So right after he'd been out a year, correct? Yeah, Sam? this was about late 2022, around the tail end of the season. Bronco Mendenhall, he he was doing his own podcast at the time with other head college football coaches, but he goes on the College Game Day podcast with ESPN because he'd been making it clear for the last couple of years that he wasn't done coaching in college football, and so they wanted to get him on and, and talk a little bit about his story and where that itch was coming from to get back into the coaching ranks, which he now did now as the new head coach at UNM. I'm a big picture thinker, so I'll kind of start from that way and then maybe go down into the sequencing exec um, uh, from there. Um, so I've been a head coach for 17 years and a coach overall for 32. I'm still young. I'm 56, um, but 32 years is a long time. Um, and I'm not looking for any sympathy. I haven't had a non-fall engaged with football since kindergarten, right, as a player or coach. And I didn't even know like life still happened regularly. Like, it, like stores are open, right? There's there's people. They like life is going on, and and it's been interesting during this fall. Is a lot of times college football is just a TV show for a lot of people, right? They they tune in and tune out, and then next week there's another game and another team, and and so the contrast is amazing, and that perspective has really helped. But I, I go back to Virginia. I I was a head I was the head coach at BYU for eleven years which is forever in coaching, right? To be at one place, that, that's pretty atypical. 
Virginia for six, which is still kind of on the atypical, maybe small letter A to start it. Um, but that's still a long tenure. But the collective of that was, um, yeah, became a cumulative effect of I making a difference. Is college football, right, the most impactful vehicle to really deliver young people and help them become? And am I doing this at the highest level that I can? And, and I didn't have answers to any of those questions at that time, other than I knew I love to teach, I love to develop young people, and the game of football was so, so powerful. And I wasn't sure there was something better than that. Um, but I thought I needed to learn more. I thought I needed to renew. I thought I needed to refocus. I, I needed to reframe with this idea that the summit was still there, right? And the intent was still to climb. Um, and it would be past like the halfway part on the mountain. I, Pete, I think I described it to you. It's like a, a third quarter TV timeout back to back. Like that's kind of where I see my see where I am, right? It's not a single timeout. I mean, it's a great sponsor, so it's a long timeout. But then there's another one right after that. So it's somewhere midway in the yeah, exactly <laughs> the coalminerhelmets.com. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's it's kind of like a back to back extended TV timeout, middle of the third, knowing that the real action and the real defining moments are still to come. And yeah, I needed not just one timeout, but yeah, tag another one on just so just so I can brace for what's really going to happen. And then this framing, this pause, before I even get back to the sequencing, um, man, I've learned what truly has been impactful. That is the new head coach at the University of New Mexico about a year ago on a podcast talking about getting back into coaching. The way I was like listening to that, Sam, for the first time is like, oh my gosh, you know, New Mexico is going to, be a beneficiary of all the things that he said that he was going to gain before he went back. And I really liked what he said when he said, uh, when it's time to go back, uh, then it's time to get back to the action. He used the word action. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously enthusiasm for him coming back to the Lobos and the fans, a lot of positive stuff on social, uh, go ahead. Yeah. And we know he's still been, paying close attention to college football for the last couple of years, had many conversations over the years with Coach Danny Gonzalez, somebody who he called a mentor, always calling Bronco Mendenhall, looking for the, you know, don't sugarcoat it, don't tell me the the nicey-nices, tell me exactly what I need to hear, and Bronco would be that guy. And so the, the hope is that that would carry over to the other aspects of how he approaches this, where uh, I, I almost envision it like uh, some of what we hear over time from Coach Richard Patino, where you know, where Coach Patino says, you know, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to get everybody to like me. I'm not here to get everybody to have fun. I'm here to win, and everything about that just screams. Just you know, obviously indirectly, everything that I've heard about Bronco Mendenhall over the years is again great name. If you were to go into a video, a football video game, and make a name for a coach, it would be Bronco Mendenhall. I mean, let's face it, right there. But I just get the I, I get the vibes of no nonsense. We got a lot to clean up, and he's ready to get to it. That's correct, and we know the 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 event where he'll be named is tomorrow at ten o'clock. We'll leave it at that for now. Uh, but uh, you know, that we didn't hear one of the things in this whole thing is they uh, kept it very low key. There was not a lot of speculation. Uh, locally, uh, but like a lot of times nationally, they they hear things because they know about these uh, these um, 
companies that they hire to yeah the search firms the search firms thank you yeah all that kind of stuff leaks sometimes things get leaked and the, not, until uh, you know we heard yesterday afternoon that New Mexico was targeting Bronco Mendenhall and then the next thing you know it was over yeah this was quick and and quiet and and to the point this was very rare I mean even though yeah it, it might not be the the same level of of interest as the coaching search whenever you know whenever Nick Saban's done the next searching coach at Alabama but it's still the next head coach of a division 1 college football program and this was quick and cut and dry and to the point and you have to figure that even from the very beginning there was a a very short targeted list there was going to be this this nationwide search we're going to do our due diligence but you got to figure coming into this from the day the decision was made to move on from from Coach G that there was a short list of guys who felt right to be the next head coach, and we can you know go through some of the names we've already talked about that were on that list, and he would have been probably towards the top of that list. Cut so, and dry. Yeah. So other information you might not be aware of is he was born in Alpine, Utah, and uh, married and has. Three sons, okay? Um, He grew up and went to high school at American Fork High School in American Fork, Utah. He played at Oregon State, Sam. did. Team captain, uh, safety, DB, was... um, Again, perfect perfect 80s DB when when those guys could hit to nobody end. You're a wide receiver and staring across at you as Bronco Mendenhall ready to take your head off. Whoa. I'll tell you this, uh, he also, before then, going to junior college was very common. In the junior college, he went to Snow uh, College, uh, Junior College, Snow uh, Junior College. Yeah. People know all about Snow Junior College. Well, in that time, you know, in early 80s, mid 80s, that's it was very common for outstanding players to go. Like, it seemed like... of the Snow Junior College players were moving on to D1 schools. Like, the Pac-12 came after them hard, and of course, obviously, in this case, that's what they did with Bronco. But anyway... Yeah, I'm looking at some of the the names right here that are also on the list here from Bronco Mendenhall. Starla Tuole, who was a early-round draft pick of the Carolina Panthers. Garrett Bowles, who's currently an offensive lineman for the Broncos. Matt Asiata, who was a fullback slash running back. Lan Clark! (laughs) Land Clark went to Snow College. The official, our buddy Land Clark, uh, the NFL official, the NFL referee, Land Clark. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, um, all Who's right. The one that's not related to Wyndham Clark, right? That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. But still, a, a big time connection to New Mexico. Yes, he gets a lot of high profile games too. He has Old been, Land, yeah. you know, I remember Land Clark, you know, calling games over at Milne's. I I don't, but I just thought that kind of sounded funny. Uh, not really. All right, 32 years as a college coach, 17 years as a head coach. So, you know, the the whole thing about he, when he when he said in that soundbite like of like every fall having like football part of like every day routine since he was in kindergarten. <laughs> okay. He's not exaggerating that at all. Uh, so yeah, it, it, you know, and I'm, he said he, he wanted to take the time to learn. I, you know, we don't know that, uh, you would think though, we know that he was communicating with coach G. So he's, he was probably doing that with another half, you know, another dozen or so other friends that he has as 
coaches across the country. That's what these guys do. They stay in touch. They, you know, it's more than a job. It's a hobby to them. And this is a hobby to Bronco men and Hall. So. And I would venture to guess that some of that too, he's probably watching from the outside and in a way where you can almost do it like at a, at a training level and speed and get comfortable and try to navigate it how you would want to in your own way. Because this is quite the time to, for somebody to be jumping back into college football. I mean, you're seeing people that have been doing this for as long as he has that are jumping out of college football because of all the, the craziness and the new landscape and everything. He's jumping back in. So clearly somebody who's been doing this as long as he has, you got to figure that he's at least been watching on, on how all this has been playing out with the portal, with NIL, and going at his own speed to try to game plan his own idea for how he wants to handle all that. Um, yeah, and there's more and more jobs are kind of popping up as open too, right, Sam? I mean, I, I will get into yeah. it later in the show, but I know Wyoming just became open, right? Yeah, Craig Bowl announced his retirement. He's going to retire after Wyoming's bowl game. So uh, we're up to we're up to well, okay. now. Now the Broncos here. We're up to uh, you know still several openings yeah. in the Mountain West. So and that's just the Mountain West. And that's just the Mountain West. Yeah. Um, People like that are going to improve their position sometimes leave job openings, not you, not just people that are getting fired or whatever. So, yeah, good timing for, uh, you know, the UNM Athletic Department, Eddie Nunez and David Williams there um, getting this all put together. We'll get the official word tomorrow. But, but it, it became official after really not a whole lot of talk around and, uh, you know, rumor this, that, or the other. And, I, I mean, it, it came quietly, and then all of a sudden it it hit everybody, and everybody knew last night. It really did. Yeah, I mean, this ha- we got the first report from Pete Thamel of ESPN at about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon that they were targeting Bronco by about 7 o'clock or so. We got word that the deal was, was being finalized, and then we wake up this morning to know that it's a five-year contract. Yeah, it's very rare. In today's world of college football with these coaching searches where it, there was never any indication of there, there's fine, you know, Bronco Mendenhall is one of two or three finalists and, you know, UNM's also talking to this person. I mean, I'm, they we, we can say pretty comfortably without knowing for sure that they did talk to other people, but this was the only one that was reported. Well, uh, the remember we said that they had to address a couple of things. One of them was the the one the wins and the losses. The other one was to get bodies into University Stadium. I think there was a very limited group of people that would be able to do that. Hundred percent. And um, they they did take that into consideration too because that is also like a benefit. I'm not saying that's why he got the job. I mean his credentials stand by the on the on their own, but it doesn't hurt to have like the the his reputation along with it to try to get the the year off to a great start in terms of bodies at University Stadium, Sam. Yeah, this is so much about the short term and really in the short term you can even break that down into the next couple of months, and then the off season, and then into spring ball, and what the roster is going to look like, and really just having this this ramp up between now and next August or so, where yeah, I mean, there's going to be the regular things, you know, there's going to be you know the advertisements about season tickets, and there's going to be some of the regular elements that we see as far as the ramp up to football season goes. But this is so much about the short term, not even being the next two or three years. You're talking about the next six months 
before they before he even coaches his first game, that's, there's already so much that's going to be a part of who the hire was going to be. And that's like a six-month period where I think that's when, you know, there's no ramp-up. I think, like, you you get going on it like ASAP. Yeah, I guess the ramp-up is tomorrow after he's done with the introductory it, presser. When, when you think about it, you know, in terms of the potential of what you can do, you know that the first game is roughly this day on this, you know, whatever, uh, what date it is and whoever that's going to be or whatever. I think the Lobos have pretty tough little non-conference schedule we know what the conference is i know i think they go on the road to arizona which used to be like oh yeah great great to play arizona bcs school that like has you know (laughs) rarely won they're they're having a great season so i think that's one of them and then i i know they'll have to play the aggies down there sam uh you're looking like you might have something i will have it for you here in just a second and of course we know now that either oregon state or washington state will be on the schedule either one you got it man you see uh looking forward to it yeah i love you know that but it's certainly uh the the arizona's and i i don't know if there was any other, I mean, they went to A and M this year, so it's not like, oh my gosh, they got to go to you know Arizona next year. But um, I know, you know, one thing is that they'll have to play in Las Cruces against the Aggies. So, go ahead. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, road games in the non-conference. At uh, this is from FBSSchedules.com. Okay, uh, and they're usually you know pretty yeah, at least close fine. to yeah. close to right. I'm seeing road games for next year at Arizona and Auburn. Okay, well, uh, then th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? Got got to be part, even if it's just one of those. And then they're going to Auburn, and those people there are probably saying, "This is the same team that whipped us up here last year." Oh, of course <laughs> it's getting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, no, it's New Mexico. It's universe. Weren't they here last year? <laughs> that anyway. Uh, okay, um, you and MSU never gets old. So. All right, getting back to my point okay. is, you know, you've got Arizona uh, at at Arizona at um, Auburn and then at New Mexico State, right? So, uh, you know, they added either Oregon State or Washington State. Like it, he's getting thrown into the fire in terms of a schedule. I thought this year laid out pretty nicely to maybe hit that six win mark. Okay, you know, like he just. Next year, you're going to be like they could be way better, and it's hard. It's going to be hard for them to win six games next year. I mean, when you look at that schedule, yeah, there's really not going to be much of a gauge on it right now until we start to see some of these games play out because there's going to be f- half the conference is going to have a new head coach next year. It's going to be tough to gauge how this is all going to it play is. and whether or not it's a favorable schedule. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be better knowing that you have you know you have some of the tougher teams. At least you get to play them at home this time because you went to Boise and Fresno. So theoretically, they'll come here. You know, maybe you get San Jose State on the schedule this time. Eventually, Chevin Cordero is going to go away Great somewhere. Point. Great so, point. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully that'll all start to play out. But it's all going to depend on on what happens with all these new head coaches: Boise State, Nevada. Obviously here. Well, Boise is probably going to, like, probably nobody will even notice the difference there, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, so what I'm what I'm trying to identify here is there's 12 teams in the conference, and how many teams 
of the 12 relieved their coach of their duty? Five. Uh, five, okay. Four plus Danny G. So uh, seven of them are going to have the same coaches, at least it appears this time, right? Right. All right. So those ones are all kind of stabilized programs. So now these new coaches are like going to try to get what they can against the other new coaches, I would think, and then you know try their luck with these others. But the, the point is, I, I yeah, that's a very, very competitive schedule next year, so they're going to have to get right to work. Yeah, All right. and you just hope that Bronco's been doing exactly what Mike McCarthy said he was doing in that year he took off of watching every second of every game. All right. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah, you did. I was like, where did that... Mike? I thought we were going to talk because Mike McCarthy is recovering. He had an appendicitis, right? Right, and okay. and he and he, at his at his introductory presser in Dallas, that was uh, his uh, his uh, his call to Cowboys fans to win the presser, and then he kind of just went and did a 180 on that one, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> Thank you uh, for tying that all together there, Sam. We are having a blast here this afternoon. I mean, you got a new football coach at the University of New Mexico, Bronco Mendenhall, you know, a guy that coached here for four years, 98 through uh, 2002, was an associate head coach, and you don't get named associate head coaches back in those days unless the head coach, who at the time was Rocky Long, had a lot of appreciation for you. Well, he is back, and he is the head coach. Like, we don't really know much of anything other than the fact that he's here for a five-year contract. Uh, Details, I'm sure it'll come out tomorrow at 10 a.m. or whatever when they talk about that. But right now, it's just time to kind of like go, wow, that's good get and good hustle over there by Eddie Nunez and David Williams. And we'll see when we have a chance to sit in front of them or whatever. But when it is, we'll look forward to it. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Sam Hauser. Team Talk here till 7 tonight. We're going to talk uh, more about Bronco. And then, man, we got to get into some sound from Coach Richard Patino from yesterday. All right? So uh, they've got UCSB tonight. And we'll tell you about them. We like to give you a little uh, lesson in what they like to do and what they've done this season. We'll do all of that when we come back next. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. 